Welcome to the JDO Show, a podcast about how to make your way as an independent artist in the era of collapse. My name is J. David Osborne, and I'll be talking to writers, musicians, filmmakers, and artists about how to navigate the current barriers to creativity, all while getting the most out of life. Thanks for listening. All right, Max Booth III, how are you this evening? I am great, man. How about you? I'm doing really good. I just got done painting my office. It's a nice uh, sky blue color, trying to trick the lizard brain into thinking that it's outside when it's doing work. You're going to paint some clouds? Some clouds? That actually isn't a bad idea, except for the fact that I'm a terrible artist. I can barely paint a room. Like the, The mess that I've made has been incredible. Just take some fucking white paint and chuck it at the wall and see what happens. I mean, clouds can look like anything. That's true. (laughs) That is true. Clouds can look like anything. Um, I saw this cloud uh, the other day. Keaton sent me a picture of this cloud. I think it was Keaton. No, it was somebody else who sent me this picture of this cloud. He's like, it looks like it looks like Link from Zelda. And it does look like Link from Zelda, but it looks like Link is like about to suck a dick. Like there's a big wiener in Link's hand. I don't know, maybe that was just me that saw that, but I, I thought that that was worth pointing out to the person. Yeah, I've definitely drawn some uh, Link fan alt that <laughs> resembles him sucking dicks. <laughs> I think anyone has. What do you think is like the craziest fan art that you've ever seen online? Um, Do tattoos? I've seen a photo of a woman who had a Cthulhu tattoo, that little pussy beefle. Oh, that was pretty insane. I saw that. I saw the the Homer Simpson pussy too. That was a good one. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Now you'll have to send it to me. <laughs> we can exchange uh, pussy pics. <laughs> I think that the weirdest one that I ever saw was the characters from Sonic the Hedgehog with a feeding fetish. So really fat Sonic <laughs> and Knuckles and Tails, and they're all they're all just like huge, like big old bean bags, and. Uh, yeah. They're saying things like, uh, you know, give me more spaghetti or something like that. And there's like a meek person in a diaper handing them plates full of spaghetti. That was probably the, definitely the most interesting one. That reminds me of, uh, did you watch that new Pilly Mason show on HBO? You know, I didn't. And we can talk about that because it, it seemed to me, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but it seemed to me like it was very self-serious in a way that I'm completely tired of in in tv but yeah but please continue well maybe this uh example might change your mind on it because speaking of feeding fetishes there's a scene in episode one really gigantic man uh has a lady friend who lets him uh, eat a pumpkin pie out of little pussy <laughs> this this <laughs> that's what made me want to watch the show someone told me about that it was someone on twiddle they were so mad they were like i'm sick of these fucking women hating tv shows can you believe this fucking fat phobic show where a man eats a pumpkin pie out of a lady and i saw that and i said i want to watch this show yeah, no they shit. sold it to me no that's so great that's awesome well i would ask them why they're so pumpkin pie phobic yeah what about kink shaming? Oh, that's when everything gets so crazy because everybody has a network of rules for how you're not allowed to be mean to them. And it's interesting when those networks kind of clash with each other 
because it's just it's kind of watching like you know two grossly underpaid uh grad student TAs just go after each other for like don't you fucking shade me for liking Sonic eating a bunch of spaghetti and somebody else is like well you're actually shaming me because I have uh, an aversion to spaghetti because of an eating disorder and you know you just you have this uh I mean I don't care either way it's one of those great fights where you yeah. don't really care who wins it's just kind of fun to watch yeah it's fun to fight sometimes too even if you don't give a shit about which outcome happens I forget do you fight with you do fight with people on the internet I used to, not so much now. I seem to, yeah, because I remember you fighting with people more. I think I fought with people more too, and then I just got worn out. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I just, I don't really care. I kind of started living life, and now I look at Twitter with uh, detached bemusement. Yeah. I mainly just use it now if I think of a funny joke like ah yeah i could put a joke on this place hopefully no one responds and tries to make it funny because we're gonna fail (laughs) and usually they do respond and i get mad dude oh i'm so happy to hear you say that 100 i'm so happy to hear you say that i that used to happen (laughs) to me on facebook all the time i would think of something funny and i would post it and i would just be praying please nobody try to tag my joke like don't try to get in on the bit just give me the little like, give me the little dopamine hit. I'm a monkey dancing for, you know, I have my little hat out and I want the little coins. Just give me the coins and keep moving. It's like if somebody walked past that dancing monkey and they're like, that's not how you dance. This is how you dance. Don't do that. Just give me, give me my thing and, and leave me alone. I hate it when they try to explain the joke as if you did not realize you were telling a joke. Like, oh no, that would be irrational. Yeah, man, I know. I know that. <laughs> That's why I said it, because it's funny. It's I don't know if you ever encountered this when, you know, like if you're hanging out with a big group of people and you're kind of doing one of those standing in a circle, drinking a beer type situations, and you say something funny, and there's usually like a super popular dude there. And, uh, and popularity extends past high school, college, whatever. There's always the dude that everybody just kind of likes. Um, and I've never been that guy, so... If I say something funny and like, let's say I say, um, you know, oh, that's, I'm not going to give an example, but like, anyway, they repeat your joke back to you, (laughs) you know, like they basically just say this dude said, and then repeat what you said. And then, then everybody laughs and it makes you wonder, Mm -hmm. wait, so when I said it, it wasn't, it wasn't funny. It kind of brings up the, it's kind of one of those, uh, there's that story that Jorge Luis Borges does about Don Quixote, about the guy who rewrites Don Quixote word for word. And it's written as a critical response to it, but he's he's uh, treating it like it's a completely separate book because this other guy actually wrote the words down. Yeah. There's also a funny uh, Key and Peele sketch that does something like that. Well, this kid, well, a grown man disguised as a kid says a joke and no one listens. Then the guy next to him says it. The whole class erupts in laughter. He ends up becoming a fucking stand-up comedian. Obama comes and shakes his hand and all he did was repeat a joke. Oh, I think I remember that. Dude, how about fucking Jordan Peele just putting out quality entertainment over and over and over again? I would have never seen that come. I mean, I love the show, but I would have never seen like Get Out or Us coming. 
I, uh, neither would I, but, like, since going back and rewatching the show, it seems pretty obvious now how much in love he is with the genre. If you look at, at like, the Halloween skits, mm. really well done. Mm. Yeah, I remember the uh, the racist zombies one. That I remember laughing at yeah. that pretty hard, where, you know, it's these, <laughs> it's them, they're two black guys, and they're, you know, surviving the zombie apocalypse, and they basically they walk next to like this kind of old white couple zombies and they sort of like shy away and the lady clutches her purse. <laughs> I think someone locks the door as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Pretty so good. he's, he was set. Did you watch Lovecraft country? Not yet. I have a, I was saving it for when I quit my job and now I just haven't given a shit enough to watch it. See, so I had the same problem with Lovecraft country going into it. I was really afraid that it was going to be, super self-serious do you know what i'm talking about with this like epidemic of prestige tv i do okay okay yeah i've i've listened to drill and help we'll talk on podcasts i know what we're talking about yeah yeah so it's basically this problem where you know every like since um i think true detective kind of brought it in what do you think Mm -hmm. i think it's been like that since breaking bad i think breaking bad did it well and everybody else has copied it i think so but breaking bad I guess I feel like that show also had a sense of humor. I feel like that show Definitely. could have gone either way at the beginning. It could have been just a straight up comedy and it kind of got serious as it went on, but it was always sort of funny. Um, True Detective was that completely humorless. There was not one joke in True Detective at all. At all. No. I like it. <laughs> I, I will admit that I liked season one. I, I know it's not cool to say that, but I like it. No, no, no. Season one's fine. Season one's fine. See, so I don't mind season one. I think season two is garbage, and I didn't watch season three. But um, I think season yeah. one is actually fine for what it is. You know, every once in a while, you can read Thomas Ligotti, but you, I don't want every book to be Thomas Ligotti. That's a very specific dark place. It's the same thing for TV yeah. shows. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, yeah, so Lovecraft Country, how is it? It doesn't take itself too serious? No, not really. Um, it's it's fun. It's um. Did you read the book? I did not. I did not. Um, that book pissed me off, man. What what did it do? I don't know. I I uh, went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to read this novel, and it turned out to be a collection of novellas, and it tricked me, and I got mad at it. So what what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it, but in my, I guess going into a book, you think, okay, I'm going to be with this one plot throughout the whole uh, novel, and then it just ends abruptly, and it just... I don't like being tricked, man. <laughs> you don't pull the wool over you like Max's being tricked? eyes. Do I like being tricked? you like being pranked? Um, sometimes it's funny, you know? Like when you open the yeah. door and like your friend's got his wiener out, and you're like, oh, tricked again. That's kind of fun. Yeah, then you have to suck it, right? Basically. I mean, those are the rules. It's that's kinda, ba- that's remember when frat dudes used to do that? Frat dudes used to do like, uh, if you got if somebody handed you a Zima, you had to get on your knees and chug the Zima. I don't know what that is, man. Zima's like a, <laughs> Zima's like a, it's like a, a, one of those Bacardi drinks. It's uh, like a, it tastes like fruit and... Uh, it's like a girl's drink, basically. Sorry, girls. I know that every girl who's listening to this now is like, oh, I drink whiskey. And I, <laughs> that's great. Get ready for the tweets. That's great. That's great. But this was like billed as kind of a, you know, sorority drink. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And then frat dudes okay. were like, oh, if you get one of these, you're gay and you have to get on your knees and drink it. Um, 
it was, it was good times. It was, it was different times. Um, but no, yeah, Lovecraft, <laughs> Lovecraft Country is good. <laughs> Lovecraft Country is, uh, I haven't watched episode two yet. I've heard different things. Somebody told me it was really good. Somebody told me that it completely dropped the ball. But um, I do want to talk about you quitting your job because when I think of Max, I think of uh, working the night shift at a hotel. So yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. So you 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 left. Did you did you leave for a different job or did you just say fuck it? I uh, said fuck it, man. I I managed to save up enough uh, cash to provide a, a small cushion as I attempt to uh, just write and freelance for a living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took a while. I uh, yeah. I mean, I looked at the hotel for uh, eight yields, and mm-hmm. I did not enjoy it one bit. Now that I'm gone, I mean, who, what am I going to be known as? I don't know. I lost my identity. Well, I mean, it's that and it's also, it's really tough, I think, when you become a freelancer to find inspiration. I didn't realize yeah. this until I did something very similar to what you're doing. And then, you know, I had a job for a little bit and then COVID-19 happened and then that job didn't exist. And so now I have unemployment, which is great. But I, um, when I first decided that I was going to stop working and just try to write in freelance, it's great. But then you realize that the job was providing the grist for the mill. So it's this weird catch 22. So did you, have you read Sam Pink's books? Uh, I read one of them. I can't, I think it was Pilsen I read. Okay. Right. That's a really good one. But yeah. I don't know if this is what he actually did, but since the books are this way, um, in person, he I think he works at Target, right? And it's just about him working at Target. Maybe. Uh, it's been a while. But then when you get to stuff like Witch Piss, it's him walking around the city and talking to homeless people, almost kind of like a man on the street type of thing. It's really fascinating, yeah. you know? So I think that he sort of figured something out there where when you don't have any more fuel, you have to go out and find it, basically. Yeah. What do you do for inspiration now? What's that? What do you do now for inspiration? I go on a walk. I live... Oh, check this out. You're going to love this. So I moved to a place... I don't want to dox myself, but I live really close (laughs) to um, this really old uh, mental asylum that is still actually... Mm -hmm. uh, It's still an asylum, but it only has about like 100 patients at a time. Um and it's right on the way to the gym. So when I'm walking past it, I see all kinds of crazy stuff. So every day I'm kind of interacting with people who are a little out of their heads. I think it's a good place to be. I think I think going on walks is really big. Well, what do you see just walking by? I mean, in my guess in my head, I think of a, like a movie mental asylum and no one's allowed outside. They're all locked up behind some hallway. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So what I typically see, I think, are, are recent outpatients. And um, also right across the street from the mental asylum is where there's like a soup kitchen, kind of Salvation Army type thing. So people yeah. who are having a really rough time are kind of around there. And it sounds like being kind of a vulture, which I guess it is in a way, but writing is sort of parasitic and an awful thing to do for a living. But yeah, you're kind of just like, you go by and you hear snatches of weird conversation and sometimes they interact with you and that's always 
kind of strange, but you know, you're always just sort of listening, but you know, you don't have to live next to a home for the mentally insane. Uh, I think just getting out is the important thing. Listening to people. Agreed. Mm -hmm. What do you, uh, going back to the topic you just brought up, I mean, what do you think about like just taking shit from real life from people, you know, and just writing it on people? I mean, do you ever look at shit about that? I do. Yeah. I have a friend, um, in Blackgum, there's a character who I lifted a lot of things that he said directly and just put them in the book. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, you owe me royalties. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I was like, damn, no, I don't. Um, we're still friends. It was all good. Like he was semi playing, but semi not. And I think that when people like that read the book, it, and it's a shame, but they become a little bit more reserved around me because they're like, you know, they feel like I'm kind of looking at them. I mean, you had a great setup at the, at the hotel, right? Cause you could just hear all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the book I wrote, uh, nightly disease. I mean, most of it is based on true things that happened while on the job. I mean, they come and then they leave and they don't know who I am. I could write anything about them. Right. Right. What give us some juicy stories from the nightlife at the hotel. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. A uh, recent one that happened, uh, I haven't written about this any place. I think I tweeted about it because that's what I do now. I just tweet. I uh, <laughs> I was hanging out at the hotel, as I do. It was about 1 o'clock, and these two guys came in. They had uh, bandanas around their uh, faces, which isn't suspicious now at all. And they uh, they told me they were with a bail bonds uh, company, and they uh, flashed me some business called. And they then showed me a, a cell phone and said, we know this man is sane at the hotel. Show us where he's at. <laughs> I, uh, I, I said, uh, I don't know who that is. And I think you guys got to leave now. <laughs> and they got pissed off and they accused me of hiding them. And they said, uh, what are you, a fucking faggot? Is he your boyfriend? And I said, well, what if he is? <laughs> I don't know, because I say stupid things when confronted and then I don't know how to fight so right that's a flaw in my uh, biology right and they just it was a lot of uh, back and forth of them accusing me of being gay and me just accepting the the accusation and uh, me telling them to leave and them refusing they began running around the hotel trying to find this guy as if i would just have him hidden in the lobby at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> they uh <laughs> they were like if you don't tell us who this guy is, we're going to hop this front desk and fucking hogtie you. And I said, what well, don't fuck? do that. Oh, dude, I, I, would was, be uh, so, yeah. I would be so fucking scared, bro. I was terrified. I was. I uh, assumed I would die. Mm -hmm. They uh, tried to hop the desk, but we have a plexiglass on the desk right now. So they failed <laughs> and they just left. Jesus. Did you ever hear back from and them? And I, uh, I do have a follow-up. They, uh, they left the... Uh, the business call they showed me and i uh looked at the website and the website was uh, outdated mm -hmm. but i found the business and i uh, gave them a call the next day to say hey what the fuck's going on with your employees man and it turns out the the two people i described were not employees at that place and the business called was a uh, outdated by a decade so most <laughs> likely they just found it and were using it to track someone down oh my god that's crazy you were in the middle of a fucking crime movie dude I was I was terrified, but also excited of the uh, conspiracy I found myself in. Sadly, nothing else happened. That really is sort of like if that had gone a different way, 
you know, imagine you finding yourself in like the back of a van with these dudes who are, you know, with the person who they found. I mean, God forbid, yeah. that would be terrible because you might die. But um, also awesome. But that would have been great. I also love that their go to tactic is like, are, what are you gay? Like that is that's so <laughs> yeah. silly. You know, just I'm, I'm imagining, you know, cop station, you know, interrogation room, two way mirror cop, you know, slaps a file down in front of a perp. He's like, look, looks like we found out that you're gay. <laughs> the, the perp is like, I'll tell you anything. <laughs> it was also that it happened just as like the, uh, the protest up in Piltland were getting really fucking heated. And I was like staying up to date with that and just getting pissed off at anyone who resembles authority. Mm-hmm. And these fucking guys came in and I was like, I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. I'm not saying shit. No, I love that. I'm also protesting. <laughs> no, and I know that you worked at the hotel for eight years. So when you told me that they were, you know, being homophobic and shit, I figured this was maybe back in the day. But it's so this was in 2020 that this happened. Yeah, a few months ago. Wow, it's crazy. You see, you think that because guys like you and me are on Twitter, you think that people have moved past this kind of gross shit. But yeah. Dude, normies have not moved past this at all. Normies don't know shit not about what's all. going on. They are still in fucking 1995. <laughs> and they still use I can't even imagine I can't even imagine trying to explain like what a trans person is to someone who's not online because right. we most of society still lives in the fucking 90s somehow. That's crazy. That's and I think that's important to keep in mind too because I think that if you're too online, you can get wrapped up in the discourse and the discourse is by its nature, you know, it's, it's like a power industry. So it's going to by necessity get more and more obtuse and nuanced to the point where like, if I know that if I were to show a random tweet that either, you know, made me laugh or like kind of resonated deeply or whatever, if I were to show that to like my mother, she would have no fucking idea what that tweet meant. There's so many words like, <laughs> like what's a tanky? I'm like, okay, so check it out. A tanky is, and then I would explain that it, they were a, you know, a Marxist, but they're a Marxist who is also kind of a Maoist. And, they, and what's a Maoist? It, it would just be this insane chain of things that I would have to explain to make any of that make sense. I have no idea how I would explain like how some people call like Pennywise daddy to someone, I would be fucking locked up. Do people do that? Yeah, you don't know about <laughs> fetishizing a, a Pennywise and like a Venom. No. They call them daddy. Yeah, man. That's creepy. I've gone down some rabbit holes. Oh, dude. Lots of a fun fan fiction. I guess slash fiction. I don't know what you call it. One of the two. <laughs> What's the weirdest slash fiction that you've seen? Uh, recently on my podcast, uh, Ghoulish, we did a big episode on the Halloween franchise, and I found this long erotic novel about uh, Halloween, uh, Michael Miles uh, just fucking some lady, and I read it on the podcast because it was hilarious. I don't oh, know if I'm going to get sued. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think you can because I think that fan fiction uh, is already oh, violating yeah. IP, so I think you're good. It was pretty... Uh, <laughs> I mean, he didn't even have a mask on. It, I don't know why it was Halloween themed. He well, was saying things like, oh, fuck yeah, baby. How am I? Miles doesn't say that. 
<laughs> That's fantastic, man. That's so great. I love that when fan fiction, when it gets to the sex, all things are out the window. You know, it's, you know, yeah. it's Indiana Jones, but when it comes down to the fucking, it's just like straight up. Sometimes that, that shit gets really, man, there are some, there are some strange, strange things that lurk in the hearts of everyday people, you know, that you just encounter every, yeah. every day. And it's just their thing. They were fucking, I don't know. They were like a kid or, you know, a teenager or something. And, and they just, they busted. And while they were busting, they were they accidentally saw like a picture of Motley Crue, and then that's the only way they can get off now, is if Doctor Feelgood <laughs> is playing strangest, in the background. What's the strangest uh, fetish you know about? Um, I think Vor. Vor is pretty weird. Um, what's that? So Vor is uh, being eaten. Um, oh yeah, yeah, okay. like like dudes who will draw uh, guys in in women's bellies or. Um, like snakes are a big one where a snake has eaten somebody and they're kind of in that. And it's like, did you jack off to Anaconda as a kid? You know, that part with John Voight where he's like pressed up against the, the snake's <laughs> belly. <laughs> is that, is that what got you? Like it's, it's crazy what, I, what people will fucking bust to man. Jesus. I, uh, I came to that movie so many times as a kid, but it didn't leave any fetish in mind. <laughs> Just, only the scenes with Owen Wilson. That was that was it. Um, <laughs> if I see a broken nose, I come immediately. <laughs> but no, but yeah, no. That, so Vor is really weird. I think Vor makes sense though. In oh, stick with me here, Vor makes a certain kind of sense because it has to do with like returning to the womb. So I get that, like okay, kind of yeah. like being consumed. Um, there's that there's that idea that people are constantly like sort of trying to revert to this. Well, think about it. You know, you're some kind of astral spirit floating in the ether. Then you get sucked out of that and into someone's belly, and you're like, okay, this is kind of okay. I'm secure. I'm surrounded by amniotic fluid. I'm fed. This is good. And then you are uh, burst into a bright light with like strange sounds and like creatures saying blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And I think that the the trauma of that is something that we're all for in in our own different ways. We're all sort of dealing with that trauma for our whole lives. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we can maybe rationalize any fetish if we had to. I mean, they don't just come. I don't know. It seems like there's always a way to explain why it's a thing. And what you just said makes a lot of sense. What about feet? Feet? Mm-hmm. What about it? What's wrong with feet? Well, you no. don't find feet uh, attractive? I don't. Uh, but I'm more curious as to how we rationalize feet. I don't know. Is it like a like a domin- dominating thing? Like, ah, yeah, step on me. I, <laughs> well, no, see, because stepping <laughs> is a different thing. Stepping is a very particular... Okay. I don't know if there's an overlap between steppers and feet people. I'm assuming there probably is, but who knows but just feet where somebody looks at a person's like quentin tarantino when he looks at a foot yeah he's like i'm gonna make a whole movie about this so like what's maybe it's like oh it looks like a hand but it's not that that's but hands too like what's the deal with hands they look like little spiders what's the deal with dicks i don't know man dicks are beautiful bro i gotta i gotta hop off this train right now penises are amazing all my all my hung bros out there shout outs to you but uh, but no, yeah, I mean, it's like sexual organs make sense because they are 
organs specifically designed for sex. Well, I guess boobs aren't, yeah. though. Oh, I don't know. Or butts, you really. You think... Butts are for pooping. I don't know, man. That's true. It's like a, a reveals poop, which uh, doesn't sound sexy. Not really. But then there's people who are into poop. Like, what's what, what's, what's going on with that? What is going on with fetishes? I, I feel like the poop thing is just a ton of kids grew up watching... Uh, one cup, uh, two grills, like uh, with friends, and they uh, laughed. And then, like later on, it was like, <laughs> "What if I watch that video again?" <laughs> <laughs> now, was that video real? Was that actually poop? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I didn't test it. That's know. one that I never saw, even in my days of seeing, you know, blue waffles and lemon party and shit like that. I, I, I heard the synopsis of Two Girls One Cup, and I thought, I'm good. I don't need to see that. Yeah, same. I have not seen it. I think it's really long too, from what I'm told. It's like a, it's like a movie. Who has time to watch that? Imagine one of those women like at a bar or something, and a guy's like, "I recognize you from somewhere." And she's just <laughs> like, "No, you don't. You don't. You've. I've never been in anything. I'm actually. I'm an accountant." Uh, <laughs> Do you think that's on IMDb? It has to be, right? Probably. Yeah, like with their Christian names on there. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what rating it has oh it's got to be it's got to be five it's like a gaspar no movie you know either love it or hate it <laughs> uh quoting to a mutual friend david james keaton if you say that it has to be bad oh yeah that's well i don't really listen to dave anymore i kind of just like yeah. i just show up for the podcast and and he kind of says stuff, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, that's what. Like Keaton's an absolute madman. I love him to death. But when you're dealing with insane, uh, insane people, you just you just let them do their thing, and and you kind of hang back. Yeah. I I almost met him last year, but yeah, he gave up because of his baby. We were going to meet in the L.A., and he was going to drive up, and he uh, had a pizza in his trunk, and we were going to take it to this empty field and beat the shit out of it and do like a video mimicking uh, that scene in office space. Great. Like I was dressed up and everything, but uh, his baby was crying too much. So he just said, fuck it. And halfway to LA, he just went back home. That sucks. That would have been a good video. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But Hey, you know, when there's babies around people change, bro, people change with the babies. I have a lot of friends. I moved to Portland and I was super stoked because I'm like, man, Jeremy Johnson's here. We're going to hang out. Cameron Pierce is here. We're going to hang out, man. They had kids and that was it. There was, there was no hangs going on. Yeah. My, uh, my friend, Andrew, you know him, you peed in his bathroom. Uh, he had a baby recently. And mm. mm-hmm. Life is terrible now. I don't know why he chose to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you don't. You didn't think of me. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you can those ways around it. There, <laughs> there are <laughs> options. It's like you, you didn't you didn't have to do this. Um, you get a little you get a little uh, little, little vacuum action. Um, yeah. So now that you are uh, separated amicably from the hotel, and you're writing, are do you have a list of books that you want to write when you sit down? I do. Because I'm interested in this, and I think a lot of people are as as fun as the fetish talk and and you know, the the um, 
talks of, uh, uh, you know, our friends being selfish is, I think people want to kind of hear some writing talk. So, so what, when you okay. sit down, wh- what do you have going on? Yeah. Um, I usually spend a lot of my time, uh, not sitting down writing. I just kind of walk around and pace and do the dishes and think about the scene I'm going to write. So when I do sit down, I don't have to just look at a blank screen because I think that's the, the fucking the death trap mm-hmm. of just looking at a blank screen because the longer you look at it, the more you begin to panic. Like, oh, I'm not getting anything done. I need to get something done. And then you get fucking nothing done. But yeah, I do have a list of books I want to I want to get done. The, the one I'm doing now, it just seems kind of <laughs> strangely uh, poetic right now because it's about a hotel and I just left the hotel. It's a it's like half nonfiction, half a genre thing. It's about uh, the time, the the yields I spent as a t- uh, rowdy teen uh, growing up in a hotel with my mom and dad. Hmm. And it's a book I always wanted to write, but I had no idea how to make it not lame. And it kind of just clicked with me of a way to add a genre element to it that excites excites me. So I have a. I gave myself a pretty uh, tight deadline of the end of September to uh, knock out a draft. Uh-huh. So I'm just, I got to get shit done. And Wait, so back I up. Failed so you, myself. you grew up in a hotel? Uh, for a few yields, yeah. When I was uh, uh, I was 12, almost 13, I, uh, we moved into a hotel and I, we lived in it until I was 16. Holy shit, Why? Well, that's a complicated question that no one's ever told me the answer of. Mm. Basically, uh, one morning we uh, woke up. We didn't have uh, electricity in the house. That was not an uncommon thing. Obviously, someone didn't pay a bill. And uh, I went to school and I came back and it still wasn't on. And we just slept in the house. Next day, went to school, came back, still wasn't on. My mom said, okay, we're going to go spend the night in a hotel. We have a, a comp room at the casino because uh, she's a gambling addict. Mm. So we went to the casino and uh, stayed in the hotel, and we never went back to the house. I uh, n- you don't, don't know, know what happened to it. Yeah, anytime I would ask, you'll still ask. They, <laughs> they would just tell me to stop being a smelled ass. Oh. So that's a cool thing. Yeah. So I assumed they just fell behind on paying things because of gambling issues and it was easier just to go to a hotel. So your mom was a gambling addict. Was this something yeah. that started around that time or was she always that way? Um always that way from like my memory of it. Yeah. Yeah, like most of the days I would get home from school, my uh, parents would be uh, gone at the casino, so it's just both of them like a latchkey kid type of thing well my mom doesn't drive or anything so my dad would take her. my dad doesn't gamble wow so your dad would take her to the casino and hang out with her or like just drop her off or what hang out because uh it she doesn't have a job either so it would be his paycheck and he would be like i have to supervise this but then they would come home broke was this uh like a professional where she was trying to play cards or was she just doing slot machines only slots. That's wild. That is so. Yeah. So your dad would would take his money and go. Did it ever become a problem for your dad where he said we're not doing this anymore? They would fight about it constantly, and she would win. He would go, "I'm not taking you fucking anywhere," and she would go, oh, "I'm going to call a cab then," and he would say something like, "Well, I'm not giving you any money," and they would just fight and yell and throw shit, and then he would just hand it over. Wow! Wow! 
So she was basically addicted to going and and playing like the different slot machines. Did she ever win anything? Yeah, sometimes she would win, and it would be a it would be a good couple weeks, and then it would uh, get gambled again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would stay like all night, basically get home around three o'clock in the in the morning, and sometimes with the uh, food mm-hmm. that was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, the best of my uh, my guesses is we just. I also know we had some mold in the house that wasn't being fixed, so mm-hmm. I assume that had to uh, contribute to uh, the fact that we uh, just stopped paying all the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eventually, it was condemned. I know that because my brother and I went up to it, and it was a uh, padlocked by the state. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've no idea. I've always thought, like, well, like, what the hell happened to all the belongings we had? We had the, a lot of shit in that house, and never saw any of it besides the shit I packed in a backpack when we left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that what they do is they auction that, right? They have people come yeah. come by, or they like they get it all together, they put it in a storage unit, and then they have. You know, Storage Wars, which, by the way, to me is one of the most grotesque shows that's ever aired, where they'll film people, like, bidding on some poor motherfucker's <laughs> items that are in a storage unit. They'll open it up. They'll be like, okay, bed. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that belonged to somebody. And How the fuck is that a show? My God. You never saw Storage Wars? I know about it. I haven't seen it. Like you, it repulses me. Just the concept. It's grotesque. It's completely grotesque. It was like that's like the low point. I think. I think uh, shows like Pawn Stars started it because hey, people are yeah. interested in people bartering for for items. But even Pawn Stars is kind of fucked up, right? Because people will come in and like they're there to sell their shit, and nobody's going to a pawn shop to sell anything if things are going okay. It's a it's a yeah. it's a sleazy business. It's it's by its nature. I have a go ahead. I have a lot of uh, experience with pawn shops. We would we would go through a lot to pawn shit, mostly like game stations and TVs. And like, okay, well, when we get paid again, we will get it. Because right. if not, we uh, have no money. Right. But uh, on the on the on the other side of the coin, like as a kid with my friends, we fucking love the pawn shop because you just go in and look at all the crazy shit. Yeah. You don't really, I guess, think about the desperation side of it until you kind of grow up a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, were were your, the your parents drinkers at all, or was it just the gambling? Just the gambling. Uh, my dad was a alcoholic when, in, like, before I was born, and both of them were uh, drug addicts when I was a. Uh, like just being born, mm-hmm. but they'll uh, both of them on methadone now. Uh, H. Oh, okay. Wow, hard shit. Yeah, but they're on methadone now. I mean, they will on it before I was born. Like just like within the last few years of pre max. Mm-hmm. That's a dumb way to say it, but that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's so. Where were you born? What what's, what state are you in now? I'm in uh, Texas. I'm in San Antonio, but right. I'm from Indiana. From Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Well, Indiana. That that that's like yeah. <laughs> that is the epicenter of fucked up white people doing fucked up shit. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> so I mean, like Indiana scares me. Places like you know Gary. You see videos of yeah. Gary. I was right by yeah. That's that's where the casino was. No way. Okay. Yeah. So Gary yeah. is a terrifying city. So you 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 grew up in a, a post apocalyptic wasteland, basically. Yeah, I grew up in a town called Lake Station, which is pretty close to Gilly. 
Uh, and also like Hammond, if you know it, we would spend a lot of time in Hammond. Mm-mm. No, is it uh, supposedly uh, a Christmas story takes place? Oh, okay. It's very idyllic. That's a kind of a classic American film. But uh, yeah, I don't understand why they play that shit over and over again on Christmas. Play Home Alone. I don't know. Home Alone's better. Yeah, dude. play Home Alone, man. Yeah, it cool. is. It's better, and it speaks to an entire generation of kids who are neglected by their parents. Basically, that's what right. Home Alone is. It's the it is the uh, deep psychological damage done once, um, you know, both parents are sort of in the workforce and they leave their kids by themselves. Like that sort of started about 10 years before Home Alone happened. So anytime you see these kind of classic movies with these concepts come out, that's like Jurassic Park. That's the beginning of when we started, you know, sort of working with, gene splicing and stem cells and things like that. And Michael Crichton was, you know, on the, the kind Mm -hmm. of the bleeding edge of that shit. But home alone was basically the first time in American history that both parents were sort of fucking never at home and you can just do whatever you want. And then that's the movie that comes out of it. It's very interesting that way. And I think it's very, I think it's actually like a really like important movie. I hate people, by the way, this is a completely random digression. I hate, I hate people <laughs> who still think that it's cool to say that Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. It's like, shut up. God damn it. Yeah. Every fucking Christmas, every uh, Christmas you see that on social media constantly. Because it also seems like they think the, the, like the original one to say that too. Like it's an edgy thought. Right. And it's not. And, and Die Hard is yeah. a film that takes place on Christmas, but it is not a Christmas. Well, maybe two is two might be cause it's about a dad trying to get home for the holidays. So I could see yeah. that. I could see that as a metaphor for, for Christmas. But the first one is like, you know, in kind of angry loser guy whose wife is, has left him and he's trying to, what is he trying to do in die hard? I've only seen it like twice. He, uh, he can't fuck you know i've seen that a ton of times and i don't know i think he's just trying to steal his wife i think he came to the building to kill his wife (laughs) (laughs) so wait actually i take it back that is a that is a christmas movie yeah i take it back classic christmas classic christmas story everybody was right and i'm wrong um but i want to get back to so your origin story is very interesting so you grew yeah. up in a household in scary ass Indiana um, with a gambling addict mother and a father who would give her money. Did you? When did you leave home? When you were eighteen? When I was eighteen, yeah, uh, I uh, got a bus to uh, Texas because I just knew a couple people online who also lived in San Antonio. So I thought, ah, that seems like a good place. I don't want to be around this fucking family. So I just, uh, I saved some money up by writing a Wikipedia article for uh, mm-hmm. self-published titles and they paid me 50 bucks a piece. And then by the time I made it to Texas, uh, Wikipedia deleted all of them. So, oh well, now how did, wait, how did you make <laughs> money from those doing that? I, uh, I just, I was like friends with them and they said, ah, I wish I had a Wikipedia page. And I said, I could do it if you pay me 50 bucks. Oh, they said, oh okay. 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 <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. So you, you left now. What, what are your parents doing now? Are they still together? Yeah. They will never leave each other. They'll chew a codependent somehow. Mm. 
Mm. That's an interesting word too, codependent. Like where does where does loving somebody and being codependent like where's the line between those two things? I don't know. I think they're just so used to being together that they wouldn't know what to do separated. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. What do you think? I don't know, man. I, I, it's really difficult because, again, extremely online. And I see a lot of people talk about, oh, you're not in love. You're actually just codependent. And I feel like that's a word that has, I feel like codependent is a word that has a really specific meaning. And it's closer to what you're talking about. So if your yeah. wife is a gambling addict and she's spending your paychecks on the slot machines, but you can't leave because you, you can't imagine a life outside of that, sure codependent um yeah but then there are other people who are like oh uh you didn't go to this party because you wanted to stay home with your significant other you're codependent and that's just love (laughs) that's just being in love man it's it's the pathologizing of extremely normal and i would argue healthy human behavior like twitter pathologizes everything there's a a reason why you do all and it's like it's really not that complicated, you know? I yeah. I stay home some nights because I love my wife. That's it. I, <laughs> I would just right. prefer to be around her than around a bunch of, you know, drunk idiots, uh, you know, talking about their, their butts or whatever. Wh- whatever it is that normal people talk about when they uh, when they get together. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know I if you've noticed that online. Butts, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that kind I of like pathologizing that, yeah. of stuff. Well, it's a lot of a... Uh, <laughs> uh, the oh you must have uh, this type of you must be uh, an introvert if you uh, don't want to go outside it's a lot of uh, people with uh, degrees that they don't actually have <laughs> everybody's an expert now in everything um i don't get that man i i, I don't think i know any, anything about anything and the the idea of admitting to knowing anything about any type of topic is just terrifying to me yeah yeah so i agree with you to a certain extent, I also I think that there's this problem with expertiseism, where I do think everybody has common sense, and they can look at yeah. something and say that doesn't make sense to me, um, and then someone else can say, "Well, are you an expert?" And of course, the answer is no, but I think you can also kind of look at some stuff and say, "Well, that doesn't that doesn't track for me." You know what I mean? People uh, Uh in politics and stuff, for example, right? I I don't want to get too into politics, but it's just the first example that I could think of. You know, when they say things like, oh, you have Mm -hmm. to vote uh, Democrat or whatever. And then you look at at, at Democrats and they're like, well, you know, we have all these people who are experts in, in foreign policy and how to run the government or whatever. And it's like, well, but my common sense is telling me that there's not very much of a difference between any either of these two people. Does that make sense? That might have been a weird ramble. It does. No, it's not. I know what you mean. I agree with you. I don't have much to add to it, but I agree with what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so basically, you know, in certain things, you do kind of want to trust the experts, but then it gets difficult too, man, because you, when you dig deep enough into anything, you find out that experts are very often in conflict with each other, right? So, yeah. I've seen, uh, you know, with the COVID stuff, I've seen on Twitter, I've seen like Nobel laureates, that's plural, go back and forth about data over COVID. And it's kind of like, well, which Nobel laureate do I believe? Yeah, they both have the credentials. So what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. 
Everybody had like, what's like, what's the point? Well, because the thing is, man, you can get credentials if you're really good at school, which I never was. If you're really good at school, yeah. you can be, you can be an absolute fucking moron and have a PhD in something. You can, you can fail all the way up. Look at, look at who's in power right now. People who have failed. If you have enough up. money, you can get any degree. That's right. Look at Donald Trump, man. This is a motherfucker who has failed his entire life. And he failed all the way up to the presidency, and he might have failed his way into, you know, civil war and, well, at least general civil unrest. And it's just like, is there any value in in credentials at all? I don't think so, man. I mean, you can just be super dumb and still accomplish anything that you want if you're like a white man, I think. Yeah, that's, that's the fucking truth, brother. (laughs) <laughs> that is the goddamn truth. It's just like, oh man, why is everything so? There's a great Louis C.K. joke. May his career rest in peace. But um, there was yeah. a there was a great Louis C.K. joke where he said, uh, "White people are the any are the people who you know they can time travel to any period in history, and they know that when they get there, somebody will be like, oh, we have a table waiting for you right here. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's and that's that still kind of holds true." Didn't he say, like, accept the future? You don't want to go to the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the shit's coming back, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all going to come back. No, it totally is. It totally is. Yeah, man, when I see some of the stuff that's going on right now, I'm just like, whoo, I'm staying the fuck out of this. And I think that that's, like, I think that's sort of the more ethical thing to do, you know? Like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I showed up for a for a Black Lives Matter rally at in El Paso because I'm a hero, right? Um, yeah. But... I think like outside of showing up for stuff and, you know, helping your friends when they need it, I just see so much of this stuff as as extremely performative online from my white brothers and sisters. Yeah, I can see that. I I mean, I think just like donating to the right places, like bail funds is a good way to help if you can, if you have the money, but I don't know what else you can do. Besides tweet, I am against racism. Yeah, it's like, well, good for you. That's like the bare minimum. Like you, congratulations, you're a person. I love the websites, like the review websites and like the publishing uh, book websites who go like, we will not uh, tolerate anyone who's a racist. Because I like to think like a racist person reading it and going, ah, I guess that's me. (laughs) Right. That is such a fucking good point. That's such a fucking good point. Who Who are you talking to? I think about this all the time, you know, where it's like, uh, yeah. we here at uh, Sucking Bullet Wound Press do not support any racism. It's like, shut up. Shut up. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck what you're saying. That's why I've never done any of that kind of shit with Broken River, because it's like, I, I don't know. I, ref- I refuse to play that game because anybody who wants you to like, who wants to like twist your arm and be like, say the words, say the words. <sighs> yeah. Fuck off. Man. I have a. Like I know this one guy in the uh, the indie writing scene who, if anything happens, he will PM a bunch of us going, "Ah, what do you think of this? This is messed up, huh? Do you disagree?" He's like, "What do you want from me? Yeah, it's leave like, me alone." <laughs> it's like you know, you, I think like I don't I don't want to be like I see no point in like going on social media and making a like okay, in case anyone didn't know, these are the things I, I'm against and these are my uh, politics. Just read my read my fucking books, man. You will get as you will get the memory mill by reading my books than looking at my social media account. Yeah, you know who's the king of this is actually Stephen King, right? 
So Stephen yeah. King, like most boomers, they lost their mind when Trump became president because Trump sort of smashes the the kind of like decorum that they used to like in mm-hmm. politics. So they came off the high of eight years of Obama, who was, you know, a master at, at uh, you know, procedure and decorum and politeness and properness. And then they have this absolute lunatic and it drives them crazy. They don't actually believe in anything except that the people who are murdering brown children in Syria are polite while they're doing it. That's the only yeah. thing boomers believe in. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll see people who get what's called you know Trump derangement syndrome. And I don't know if you've ever gone to one of Trump's tweets and like looked at the comments, but it is like the most, these people are frothing at the mouth. Like they hate, like I've never seen people hate anything, including racism, like, like they hate Donald Trump, you know, they just, yeah. and it's always the same guys. There's that, that surgeon guy, Eugene Gu, like okay. where, where his, his, uh, his, his profile picture is like him in surgery doing something. And he's just always dunking on Trump. And I'm like, don't, aren't you a doctor? Like, don't you have like stuff you should be doing that's like not dunking he's on Trump? He's fucking tweeting that as someone's like a null the fucking drag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like them. they're fucking, they're bleeding out. And he's like, oh, hold on. Orange man said something. <laughs> Got it. But yeah, man, I, uh, I kind of, I just refuse to get involved with any of that. I think it's the opposite of what actually solves anything. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. And it doesn't change anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So anyway, so now everybody thinks that we're racist. That's good. Um, I mean, they it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you want me to say, man? I worked in a hotel for eight years. Come on, I have, I have, I, have. I, uh, I met plenty of black guests, and let me tell you. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's so you're so you're not polite. racist. So you're not racist. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. I too know several black individuals. Um, so yeah. please don't, please don't come for me. But, um, do you know how many times I checked in a black guest and didn't call the cops when they reached into the pocket <laughs> five times? Hero, hero, <laughs> absolute hero. Max Booth, hero. Um, thank you. So your dad is Max Booth as well. And your granddad That's is true. Max Booth. Are you the first child? Yeah. Is that why you got the, the three? Uh, between my mom and dad. Yeah. I have a, uh, two brothers with my uh, mom and one with my dad as well. All mm. of them. Uh, I'm the youngest. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm also the third. Um, and it was just because I was the first baby, so I got the mm-hmm. I got the third. I didn't I didn't tack the three on to my name because uh, you know I'm my own man, man. But no, I think the three okay, is cool. That's, it's that's cool to have a Roman numeral after your name, but it would be cooler like if it. it was like Max Booth M C L. X V V I I I. Actually, there wouldn't be two V's next to each other, would there? Um, I have no idea. Anyway, I suck at math. The joke. I, I the joke is that now. it would be cool if there was a. The joke is that it would be cool if there was a huge, like you know, at the end of a movie kind of thing. Why do they do that at the end of movies? They do it with like the Roman numerals. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Man. Have you ever seen someone's name who was only a like an emoticon? Is that legal now? Mm. No, but it should be. There was a rumor going, okay, so there was a race, what I'm thinking of is the racist one, where people would say like, oh, there's a woman who named her kid 
L-A, and it was Ladasha. And that's just like, uh, that's something like racist old people share. But I don't that'd think that there's... That'd be a badass name to write down. But I don't think there's actually been like... I th- Oh, you know what? Grimes and uh, Elon Musk. Didn't they try that shit? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a bunch of fucking computer da- data or something. But they couldn't do it. They got, like, the name got denied by the state, which is hilarious <laughs> that the state can come in and be like... <laughs> You're not fucking naming your kid that. Like that's stupid. <laughs> they should do that more often, like with Chad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name's the name's too dumb. <laughs> like Ed, like any name that the state decides they don't like. No more, <laughs> no more Chads. This is this is the dumbest name that was ever made. Like we're not calling anybody. The guy, the guy who's in challenges. Like I, I met someone named Chad when I was a kid. He was a prick. You don't want to. You don't want to name a kid that. So, do you have a good relationship with your parents now? Yeah, I uh, seem to change uh, once I moved. They uh, kind of cooled down. I mean, my mom doesn't even go to the casino anymore. She says she has stopped having like the addiction to gamble. Mm-hmm. I also suspect she just got too unhealthy to uh, go to it because mm-hmm. she's uh, really out of shape and she can't walk too well nowadays. Oh, okay. So, okay. I think that played a big thing to do with it. Yeah, well, in casinos we too, you can while, smoke yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so that, that's bad too. Yeah, she's a heavy smoker as well. Yeah, yeah. That's uh I used to smoke, man, and it's tough to quit. It's the hardest thing. Have you ever smoked? No, I haven't. Good. It's the hardest thing in the fucking world to quit. It's so dumb. You're at a should party. I you're now? like I'm gonna Yeah, you should actually. They say that the cool. only people who start smoking after their early twenties are uh serial killers. I don't know where I read that, but it sounds true. It does sound true. <laughs> Probably because they want to blend in, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this person for a cigarette, and then I'll fucking rape the throat. <laughs> Dude, thinking about, like, serial killers trying to fit in is kind of funny. Um, Rios has gotten really into serial killer podcasts recently, and nice. you know, and she'll, she'll give me the full recap of what happened in the episode. So, like, I know a lot about different – and so she was talking about the Golden State Killer – and how, uh-huh. you know, he killed people from, I think, 76 to 79 and then stopped and he didn't get caught until like a month ago. Right. So mm-hmm. this guy for almost 50 years was just or 40. I'm bad at math. Anyway, he was just kind of walking around being, you know, like, hello, fellow humans. Like he wasn't a guy <laughs> who murdered 30 people. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. I suck at keeping a secret. I would have told so many people. Oh, yeah. No, I'm super bad at keeping a secret. When people like go to me and they're like, hey, man, can you uh, keep this to yourself? I say yes. And in my head, I'm already thinking about who I'm going to tell. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I already have a new like text box. Up, like, <laughs> you won't guess who's about to tell me something. <laughs> you ever see when writers do that shit, whatever they, you know, or they sign a contract or something like that, and they're not allowed to talk about it but they can't help themselves. Yeah. So they say, uh, big news. That is the fucking, oh, I did that recently. Oh <laughs> no, Max. This is what I did, man. I, uh, I, uh, something's going on right now with me. And, uh, uh, listen, I'll just say it, a movie that I'm doing got greenlit. Mm. I can't say what it is. So I just, I posted a photo of a green light. I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations on the movie. That's great. But fuck you for doing that. <laughs> 
That's okay. Because if you would ask me like any other day, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty annoying. But then I did it anyway. Because Until it's you. Until it's you. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I totally get What's it. What's with that, man? Why can't like I just be excited and shill my excitement with like my family. Why do I, how come it doesn't feel real until I tweet about it? What's up with that? Bro, it's a big question. It's a huge question. What's well, because this whole thing has warped our fucking brains. It's dopamine. You're not a smoker, yeah. but you're still addicted. You're not a gambler, but you're still addicted. You still want the, the fucking likes. You want the little hearts. You want to log into Twitter and see that people have congratulated you for, for doing a thing. And it's scary because I think that that becomes what people want instead of, and this is going to sound hippie and weird, but instead of creating an actual great work of art for its own sake. Yeah. How often do you think someone is writing a book or writing anything and they think, ah, folks on social media are going to retweet this? Every time. Every time. I'm guilty. I'm 100% guilty. Yeah. You know, like whenever I have huge news, I've actually been pretty good lately about it, but whenever I have huge news, it's so hard to not just be like to do the green light thing, you know, because you want you want people to know. It's a combination of wanting to like dunk on your haters and also just just in gen in general. It, look, people want acceptance. That's all we've ever really wanted since we were born. Mm-hmm. And there is no quicker, like straight into the vein acceptance than the mass like retweet whatever straight up you know it's it's a drug dude i uh when i quit my job i made a tweet about it i did like an ama and all night at the my last shift of the hotel i got all these questions and about just random bullshit and my brain was going insane with the notifications yeah it's great like you keep checking like you can't help you keep checking it i do that when i post something that I think will get people riled up on Twitter, I'll put yeah. it down. I'll be like, I'm not going to look at that. And then an hour later, I'll be like, I wonder if anybody's mad at me. That becomes kind of a drug too, honestly. I kind of got um, low-key addicted to to the hate, which is another really weird thing. You see all these people online who are these sort of lightning rods for criticism and, and people, you know um, – Who's a good example? There's a bunch of people, these dumbasses on the right. Uh, let's say just, for example, somebody like Mike Cernovich, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everything that guy posts, people just dunk on it. But he keeps doing it and you wonder why. But I sort of understand now. There's That's still a dopamine rush. You're still getting the notification from being an asshole. What the fuck would we would we be doing with all of all time if we didn't have social media? <sighs> probably, probably reading. <laughs> probably yeah. uh, building a shed. I need to build a shed. I'd probably be out there building a, build shed, a shed. But I spend yeah. a good hour every day, just like scrolling through Twitter, seeing what's. It's a it's a bad look, man. It's just it's not a good thing. Yeah. Same. I always have my fucking phone in front of me. I'm looking at it lately. Like this week specifically, I'm trying to write every day. Well, if I don't want to, then fuck it. But I, I want to, so I am. So I have to like take my phone and physically throw it across the room, and I will just get distracted by it because I'm a, I'm a mouse. Yeah, we're all that way. You, you are definitely not alone in that. I, I think that, and I don't know what to do about it. 
because we can't get rid of Twitter. I got rid of Facebook, which is great. I think Facebook is trash. I, I really don't think anybody should be on Facebook. But but Twitter is also trash, but there's yeah. less uh, boomers yelling at me for shit on there. So I like it better. Um, but it's still I a think problem. It's, I think it's funnier than Facebook, too. You do – like if you follow the right people, you get some fun jokes that you see. Yeah. Facebook is just nonsense. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's like a it's like a fucking going to a like a town festival and just listening to old people gossip about lawn services or something. Oh dude, it's a total boomer paradise right now. Um and that's why it's such a hotbed for stuff like QAnon and things like that, because pretty much any conspiracy theory that you can think of uh that old people latch on to, they do that mostly through Twitter. It's like it's like old people and moms. Nothing against moms, uh, except for most of their content is is really shit. So <laughs> anything my mom uh, posts on Facebook is all attempting to tag somebody, but not tagging them. So it just seems fucking strange that she would write all these people like by their names and not tag them. Right. Well, it's a it's a. So I think that these platforms are actually making us schizophrenic. I have this thought yeah. that uh, the inside of your brain matches uh, your your outside. So the map kind of matches the territory. I've been trying to go on walks and look at you know my neighbor's houses and the trees around here. I've been trying to learn the history of where I live, the names of the trees, all this kind of stuff, because it's my thought that by doing that, by by having a rich outer world, I create a more rich inner world. And if you think mm-hmm. about people who are just in their apartments all day looking at a screen where different juxtaposed thoughts are constantly being shown to you over and over again, it's this, it's that. If you do this, then you're that. But if you do this, then you're that. If this and that, that, that. It's creating in your brain this sort of mental territory that is, it's got to be close to an actual schizophrenic person. Has to be. And it's crazy how easy, like how simple the solution is. So much of this shit is, and it's just go outside, go outside, leave the, stop looking at social media. Just go for a walk, go hang out with some pals, go walk your dog. Yeah, yeah. Look at the sky, get some sun. I'm enjoying going outside and getting the sun. I haven't seen the sun in a fucking decade. It feels like, dude. No, that's huge, actually. That's probably the best thing about you quitting the night shift job is that yeah. the sun is so important. There are entire cults devoted to worshiping the sun, but it makes complete sense. Outside of the biology, like getting that sort of like intradermal, you know, vitamin D and things like that. I mean, the sun is what gives everything life. It makes the grass grow. It makes people healthy, uh, Everything that we know right now happens because there's this huge ball of gas and whatever millions of miles away that sort of gives us all this kind of shit, right? Um, Yeah. And people who don't see the sun, you know, it's like it's one of those things that I think is uh, it's one of the trickier aspects of the COVID-19 thing, which is like when you have lockdowns and you have Mm -hmm. people staying inside their house all day long and like afraid to go out. That in and of itself yeah. makes you unhealthy. If you're inside wearing a mask, uh, you know, getting your food delivered, I said, man, I've seen some crazy Twitter threads with writers, especially because writers bought this shit like hook, line, and sinker. Basically, 
I won't drag you into my personal thoughts about COVID-19, but thank you. <laughs> I will say, I will say yeah. that, that one thing that I think most people can agree on is that, you know, staying just inside and interacting with no people and just being within the kind of biome of the four walls of your home is wildly unhealthy. Yeah, it's it's shocking to me that so many of these people think just because we'll uh, like sheltering in place, that means you can't leave at all. Like you can still go outside. You can still go for a fucking walk, man. Bro, I saw <laughs> I saw a person riding a bike down the street the other day wearing a mask. And I was like, you do you not understand how viruses work? That's <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna catch anything riding a bike outside. That's crazy. I don't I've seen some people like 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 shame as little folks will not have a mask on while walking. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I I understand the need for a mask and shit. I'm not saying that, but it's outside. I mean, you can't. I don't like if you're inside a place all cramped up. Okay, yeah, but outside, walking away from someone, you don't need a fucking mask. Yeah, yeah. I'll see tweets where people are like, "Yeah, if I see someone coming, I I cross the street." I talked with Keaton about this. He was like, he's like, when I see someone coming close to me and they're not wearing a mask, I'm like, dude, that's not how any of this works. Any of this works. You don't even have to go anywhere near as deep as I go. You can just be sort of like rational about this whole thing. Like you, you're this, not going to get anything being outside. And by the way, the sun is killing most of that. You know? Um, yeah. The thought now is that, you know, a, a vitamin D deficiency is what actually makes you more susceptible to COVID. So if you're not supplementing yeah. vitamin D and you're not going outside, you're not getting any sun, which I think supplements are fine, but I also think you kind of need natural sun. Like if you're not if you're not going outside and you're crossing this like dude, your entire inner biome is just completely thrown out of whack, you know? And uh yeah, yeah. what you uh what you what you said about uh, crossing the street just like triggered in my mind like a funny like Seinfeld or Kulpul enthusiasm like plot of seeing someone without a mask and you see you cross the street but the guy who was walking by was also black so it's like what the fuck are you crossing the street Phil? you afraid of a black man now <laughs> yeah yeah and that that becomes tricky that becomes tricky like what do you do what do you do at that point no man I think yeah. that uh, yeah I don't know like this this whole thing is just insane and I've I've seen people, you know, like kids are in school now with like masks on and, and separated. And it's just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I wish this happened when I was living in a hotel and I wasn't going to school, had friends. It would right. have been so easy. Right. I wasn't leaving the, the fucking room anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would have been. Well, I think that I think you touched on something there, actually, that's really important. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, I, I won't call them my friends, but a lot of people who I know who are writers um, are kind of living the COVID lifestyle anyway. Like they, they're sort of shut-ins yeah. who don't go anywhere. So for them, it's easy. They're like, yeah, sure. Don't leave the house. Drink a bunch of whiskey. It's good. I'm good. I'm fine. You get that You get that cocky, oh, I was, I was born to a... To live this lifestyle, yep. I don't know. It's not easy. It's not easy. I, I'm used to going like up to Austin and hanging out with my friends and doing like live events all the time. I was doing a monthly comedy show. I was hosting it in Austin, mm -hmm. and 
that's fucking shit can now and i miss it i miss being like on a stage i miss uh going to a friend's house and playing a game Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well so the one good thing that's uh about well there's a lot of good things about living in oklahoma but one of them is that i do i do go to my friend's houses and we watch movies outside and you know kind of hang out and people are just generally more uh relaxed here about that kind of thing because oklahoma never really got hit the way that places like i mean san antonio got hit pretty hard um yeah but uh but people here are, are are just you know you'll go into grocery stores and and people just won't be wearing masks you know a lot of people said fuck it so in a lot of ways oklahoma kind of feels almost normal almost normal um but i don't think that you can i don't think you can really minimize the importance of social interaction and you know being with people and, and having friends and all that kind of stuff like I, I i feel like it's it's really bad for people's mental health which is one of my big things right is mental health because i i get it i yeah. understand it i have the all those issues and um i don't know man it just really feels like uh like the left took this really i say the left that's so general um, I'll just say a lot of people took this weird kind of almost anti-left stance where if you say something to the effect of like, well, look, I, I have to be around people and, and I have to go to the gym. I have to do all these things for like my mental health. All of a sudden the left became right wingers who are like, just suck it up, pussy. Like, <laughs> don't be yeah. a pussy about this. I, I can't, I can't abide by any of that type of fucking language you know i can't like we can't control how we feel about things and we call someone a pussy or something like that it'll just say suck it up suck it up is like the fucking the biggest pet peeve i have with anything i think mm -hmm. oh yeah. don't be a fucking crybaby about it i held that my whole fucking life mm -hmm. in what way just, uh, you know, about like, hey, uh, are we going to go home anytime soon? Or right. what's going on with the house? I, uh, I'm i sick of living in this hotel. Uh, I want to see uh, my friends. I uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would like to go to school maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like be a normal yeah, kid. I mean, yeah, like the hotel we went to, I mean, it was on the side of a highway. But we went, we lived in two different hotels. Uh, it was a casino hotel. Then when that when when we ran out of like casino comps for the room, we would go to a Super Eight where we lived most of the time, and it was away from anybody we knew. So it was just like ah, I don't know what to do with myself now. Yeah. And they also they took me out of school too because it was too much of a pain in the ass to uh, get me to school. So I just kind of mm. dropped out in seventh grade. <laughs> oh wow! Did you get a GED? Uh, when I was 16, we moved back into a house and I went to one of those uh, dropout schools, but they had the uh, diploma option. So I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, cheated the whole time. It was all on a computer. Like we all went into a lab room on a computer and I just Googled all the answers for two yields. I yeah. didn't want anything. There you go. No. And that's, that's what's so great. funny about school, man. Like the school system is so fucked. I saw this great TikTok of all things. Um, of this teacher who doesn't give homework to her students. And it was I like, saw that. it's the yeah. wokest shit ever. I was like, this woman is spitting facts right now. She's like, why would I do that? You know, some of these kids have to go home and fucking take care of their parents or their younger siblings. Some of them just want to sleep. Like, why would I take away their ability to be kids 
with homework that they can just cheat and get anyway. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, oh, finally, it's like seeping into academia. Well, I guess that's not academia. That's what, what would you call like secondary schooling? Anyway, that thing. Um, yeah. I, but they're yeah. finally kind of getting Yeah, I watched it. that. I watched it seconds before I called you mm. because I think I, I think you retweeted it. And I, I saw did. It. I did. Yeah. I just thought that was like the smartest thing ever because, dude, I sucked at school and I'm a smart guy. Yeah. Um, I've I've kind of thrived now that I'm out of like, you know, high school and college and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I actually started thriving when I could just follow the things that were interesting to me. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it's been said before, like definitely not an original thought, but it's like most school is just there to teach you how to be a worker, how to show up to a place on time, listen to instructions and repeat things that were told to you. That's it. Yeah. The whole, the whole reason like most jobs want to know you have a college degree is they want to know if you're going to show up on time and not quit immediately. They don't give a shit about what you know. They just want to know that you're dedicated and you'll, and you'll not going to just bail on them. They don't right. give a single shit about what knowledge you have. Right. Which, you know, if they didn't care about that kind of thing, if, if it was just, if it was actually like, are you smart or not? even the work structures would have to change where it's like, you know what? Yeah. You don't yeah. have to do 40 hours of work. Here are your assignments for the week. However fast you do them is how fast you do them. And then, yeah, yeah. maybe you get everything done in four hours and you just get your salary and you go about your life. How beautiful would that be? That'd be great. It'd be amazing. Mm. How do we, how do we make that happen? What do we do? Who do we have to kill? Well, I was going to say, yeah, we both get some AK 47s. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> and we go to Jeff. Bezos I feel like if house. I had one of those, I would uh, set myself on file. I am way too clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you make the news. It would be like Antifa, uh, you know, self self immolate. So one part would think that you were like the Buddhist monk that let, lit himself on fire. No, he did it on purpose. He was proving a, a point. fucking suicide bomber. Yeah, he's a suicide bomber. <laughs> he was making a point. And then the other side would be like, look at how stupid Antifa is. Fucking load, load himself on fire with a Molotov cocktail. Um, God, man, everything is so just stupidly divided right now. It feels weird, doesn't it? You see uh, today in Austin, I guess some Trump parade thing was going on. And like a bunch of the boats just sunk. <laughs> That's amazing. I did not see that. I, I laughed, but then I saw a bunch of tweets like, ah, it's too bad. Nobody died. And I thought, Jesus Christ. Right. Why would you want someone to fucking die? Right. Oh, dude, it got dark with the Kyle Rittenhouse shit where he, when he was, uh, mm-hmm. when he shot the, the, the guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that got really dark because on, on the one hand you had people kind of like calling him, you know, this kind of like psychopathic serial killer. And then the other hand, people were like, well, the guys he shot was like, one of them was a pedophile. The other one was a, um, you know, a, a woman beater. And then the third one was yeah. a thief or something. And it's just like, can I be, can I be that annoying guy? Who's like, this is all insane. And maybe we shouldn't yeah. be doing any of this. Like maybe a 17 year old kid should not be going with his fucking mom to a protest with an AR 15. And, you know, and then maybe, on the other side, maybe they shouldn't be throwing what whatever they threw at him. I don't know. It's debatable. It's like yeah. whatever they did, right? Like 
maybe we can do none of those things. Like one of the big jokes yeah, on like, like, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I just, I feel like at 17, you can't be anything like not a fucking not a Nazi at 17. No, you just, you, you've gone down some strange uh, Reddit subreddits or something. That's about it. Yeah. And maybe you've listened to some of your racist uncle's rants too many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, but I, what were you saying? Well, I would, well, I like the point you made and I would actually just extend that out. And I would think that like, you know, if you are a racist who's like on the right, I think that you're, I, I think you're redeemable, you know? And I think that one of the yeah. big problems right now is that people want to be like, they should fucking die. And again, I'm one of those annoying people who thinks like, no, I think they could, I think we could bring them over, you know? Like, I think that we could the, talk to them and. Yeah. You know, and also it's like, okay, so if you have somebody who's super racist, uh, wants to kill black people or something like that. It's like if you talk to them and at the end of your conversation, you're still they're still racist, but they no longer want to kill black people. Like that's a step in the right direction, right? Absolutely. You know, like I think I think maybe like trying to do this whole ah oh, he's a racist. Well, I guess we no one could ever talk to him again, and he needs to be shunned and ignored for the rest of our lives. It only makes them more racist because now that's the only direction they have. They can't, they can't go any other way, but no fucked up. Like I think about like my childhood. Okay. My whole family is racist. It's just, that's how they all. And they would, we would always tell racist jokes. Uh, I, I, I definitely remember as a young kid saying racist jokes and, if some fucking so someone came up to me, it's like, oh, you're a piece of shit, and you will always be a piece of shit. I hope you die. I would have just just gotten more racist. Instead, like over time, I just I read books, I watched movies, I interacted with people, and I realized that's a fucked up way to think. Yep, dude, that is that is almost exactly parallel to to my thinking when I was in high school, dude. Super racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just awful, and like. I mean, like same with the homophobia. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, that was real. All bad. the gay jokes, all the yeah. gay jokes, all the trans jokes, all the racist jokes, and uh, you know, I was like, I was super anti-abortion and all this kind of stuff, right? And I remember having a conversation with my buddy Paul when I was like nineteen about abortion, and we we like yelled at each other for like three hours, but then at the end of it, like we still loved each other, and he got through to me. I was like, man, that kind of actually makes sense. You know? So it's, it's work and you have to do actual work. And there's, there's all this kind of stuff about like, like I don't have to, it's not my job to do the emotional labor to a hundred percent is it's like, do you want this person to stop? Like it's the difference between like, do you want this person to stop being a Nazi or do you want them to die? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's like, you'll, you'll hear these people saying stuff like, ah, we need to be, Instead of relying on the government always, we should just be like focused on communities, right? Well, this is probably being a community yep. is doing this type of milk. It's all right. community. And then what happens? What happens if, okay, so you're in your community and there's a guy who's just fucking racist, right? He just, yeah. he, he does. Okay. So let's, let's, let's make this hypothetical situation interesting, right? Like everybody knows he's yeah. racist. He doesn't really say anything that's racist, but you know that he has like racist. Let's say he hates like Jews or something like that, right? Um, yeah. So, like, what do you do? Do you do you kill him? 
<laughs> like, yeah, I guess so, man. I guess yeah, so. Slice his throat. Yeah, and like, and and to me, you know, I I, I can already hear like the the counter arguments, like, well, you're white, so you don't, you've never been hated like that, and that's fair enough. I feel like that's a pretty fair criticism, but yeah, I just don't think that killing people or fighting people, you know, or or you know, or beating people up. It's just never worked in the history of when, when in the history of ever has beating people up made them say, Oh, you know what? I was wrong. I was, uh, no, it just made things real somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I, uh, I can't think of any reason why anyone, anyone's death is justified. I, I can't do it. I mean, I know a lot of folks will like, ah, that pedophile should be uh, uh, killed by the state. I just all I can think of is like, why the fuck should the state have the ability to kill anyone? That doesn't seem right. It's wild, isn't it? It's fucking crazy. Why would anyone have that type of fucking authority? That's insane to me. That yeah. we have allowed something like that to happen. Dude, I'm I'm eye to eye with you on that. That is exactly how I feel. It's just like, no, that's that's still wrong, right? Like the like the buck has to stop somewhere. Or else it's just it's endless blood feud, right? Like yeah. you're always you're always hitting people back. I mean, you saw it again. Like after Rittenhouse killed all those people, dude in Portland went and executed a, a Patriot Prayer guy, and people were like, "Haha, racist is dead." And I'm like, I, that, like that to me is kind of disgusting, right? Like you yeah. just killed somebody. That's not that's not okay. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a fucking. Uh, granola hippie or whatever everybody hates what we're saying right now you know what i mean like everybody's like, no you're supposed to punch the nazis uh by the way it's hilarious that so many people who talk about punching the nazis like look like they couldn't punch anybody you know like yeah. <laughs> that's just definitely me i enjoy like, seeing a nazi get punched mm-hmm. but man i'm not someone who's fighting anyone anytime soon <laughs> You see me. Yeah, well, yeah, true, true, true. You 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 uh you present as very friendly. So I well, I personally would not call you gay and make you you know give up the the person who I was looking for if I was in those bounty hunters positions. But uh, I I just don't get the the fucking thought process behind that. Do they think I would go? Oh, wait a second, I'm not gay. He's down the hallway. <laughs> Well, it looks like you guys have got me. I'm, <laughs> I have to prove my masculinity to you by uh, doing something that isn't true. Like it's like I don't know where the guy is. Did you know where the guy was? Did you know who they were talking about? No, I no. I didn't know who he was at all. Okay, it was okay. crazy. All right, sounds it was kinda, it was so funny because they were acting. Okay. They will acting like like they will cosplaying SWAT guys, like they will like yelling code names and doing like finger signs and running down the hallway oh all my fast. God. Like, what are you doing? That is what the so fuck silly. Is going on? That is so silly. People are so silly, man. All of it's silly. All of this is silly. That's the only word yeah. that I can think of for it. It's so silly when I drive down the street and I'm behind a truck with like you ever see those trucks that have like two sets of tires on the back for some reason and you know, without fail, they have like a Punisher decal and like a Blue Lives Matter decal and like a come and take it decal, the little, you know, the little snake, no steppy on the snake kind of thing. 
Um, yeah, dude, I live in Texas. I've seen that. Of course, that's true. Of course, and it's just like when I see that, I'm like, you live a ridiculous life. You live a ridiculous yeah. life where you think that like you live a ridiculous life if you think that life is nothing but constant war with an other. And I think that about the left too. You know what I mean? I, th- uh-huh. I think that about people who see like a Nazi around every corner and they're constantly being persecuted and, you know, and this is my identity and it's who I, it's so, it's all so silly. Like we can just be friends. It's totally fine. I'd be friends with everybody. It's almost like playing, it's almost like playing a virtual reality game sometimes. If you spend too much time online, you begin living like this fucking insane fake life of being this dude in Call of Duty. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. These guys are so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just, it's, I have no, like, I've, I've seen it more now that I've moved back to Oklahoma because I used to live in El Paso and, you know, El Paso has its fair share of like, MAGA idiots there too. Um, yeah. But once I got back here, it's not even like what they believe in that offends my sensibility so much, but that they believe in it so strongly. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, it does. If I don't believe in anything as strongly as they believe no, in this shit. No, no, of course not. Like if, if you believe in something so strongly that your that your goal is to like kill the other side, then I think you've yeah. lost the plot. <laughs> you're you're completely out of bounds for me. Like no, like it's it, it's that silly kind of like it's usually used by the right wing, but you know how they'll be uh, they'll be like you know debate me or whatever. But you know as corny yeah. as that is, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like talk it out, have a look, sit down, have some beers, chill out, don't talk about politics, and just shoot the shit. And right, yeah. Don't fucking scream at each other like in a like an H like um, you don't know. You might know what H E B is in the grocery store parking lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know H E B. It's a, great, it's a great store. It's a great store. It's the I best. Wish, I wish we had an H E B here, but this is Oklahoma. I think H E B is only you, Texas, right? It's like Austin, San Antonio kind of area. Yeah, yeah. I found out the uh, the B stood for butts, and I I laugh about that every day. <laughs> Does it really? It's crazy to me. Yeah, his last name was Butts. B U T T E S. <laughs> Fucking loser. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably dead now. Piece of shit. Pussy. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Anyone who's dead's a pussy. That's what I always say. You should get that decal on your on your fucking big ass truck with some truck nuts. Just be like, if you're dead, you're a fucking pussy. Um <laughs> If I see anyone driving a pickup truck, I freeze up, man. I don't know what's about to happen. Dude, well, because they're fucking insane, man. They're fucking insane. They all have yeah. guns. They, they, everybody's got a gun. And it's like, yeah. like they cut you off and you just kind of have to be like, after you, sir. Because sometimes I, <laughs> some, sometimes I get risky. Like if I know the like behind me in the big fucking pickup truck and they want to go around me they'll right on my ass i begin like slowing down but oh, only dude, if it's just me because i don't yeah it's so great they get so mad and i think ah today's the day i'm gonna die yeah that's okay <laughs> no dude that is that is that is key to old man driving because like i drive like an old man now because it's stupid like i live in a city so there's either going to be a stoplight or traffic Mm-hmm. And we're all going to be in the same place anyway, so fuck it. But um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I can't remember. 
Oh, well. It happens a lot with me lately uh, because the town going, not the town, the street going to, uh, from my hotel. Well, shit, my ex-hotel now. I got to stop thinking that way. Uh, Yeah, my, the old hotel leading to my house is having a lot of construction done because this is Texas and there's always fucking construction going on. And like the speed limit is 25 and like all these people want me to go like 50 miles now. It's like, no, you idiots. Do you not realize this is a speed trap and I will get a fucking fine the moment I go to oval 25 oh yeah oh yeah uh, we are completely eye to eye with that it makes me think i saw this reddit post once where they uh the posters were talking about traffic and and how they react to to different kind of traffic. and like this one guy was posting and he said uh you know i will not let somebody cut me off he's like i was i was exiting and somebody was trying to get in front of me and i sped up and he was like, I'm prepared to die before I let you in before. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, it opened my eyes. I was like, oh, people are out here ready to die for this shit. And I'm not. I'm just trying to go to fucking, no. I'm just trying to go to the grocery store. Try to go to Crest, you know. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to get a ticket because I can't fucking afford to pay the fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was a great conversation. Do you want to plug some stuff before we wrap up? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, I have a book. I have two books that just came out that I wrote. One is called We Need to Do Something. It's about a family stuck in a bathroom as a tornado passes. And I have a book called Touch the Night. It's about uh, small towns and the bad police. You pick them up. Pick them up. Topical. Well, hey, Max Booth the third. Thanks for coming on, dude. I appreciate the time. This is a great talk. Thank you, man. Have a good night.